Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Everybody have a good day today? Yes. All right. Well, what a perfect, perfect skit slash video for tonight. Um, I want to read a passage of scripture to you from God's word. I'm going to pray after that, and then uh, we're going to dive in tonight. Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 28 say this about the fact that God designed us for a purpose and community. Designed us for purpose and community. Everybody say purpose and community. Acts chapter 17, verse 24 through 28. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the faces of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God. Everybody say, seek God. And perhaps feel their way toward him, and everybody say, find him. Yet, he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him, we live and move and have our being. Let's pray real quick, everybody. God, we love you tonight. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the opportunity we have to be here. Thank you for today. God, thank you for uh, the fun, the hangout, such an amazing place and an opportunity today to be out in your creation. Your word reminds us that all men are without excuse because your invisible qualities, your power, your supernatural have been clearly perceived by things in creation. So God, today we walked around and hung out in your space, your handiwork, and we looked at people. We looked into the eyes of people. We had conversations with other people who are your masterpiece. God, I pray that we continue in this kingdom tapestry theme and you continue to stamp in our souls what you desire for us to see. Use your word tonight in our hearts. Lead us. To Jesus is our prayer. In, in his name we pray. Amen. So let me let me say, let me let me bring something up here and uh, show you something. I got a uh, I got a little picture here on the screen. I'm gonna show it to you. Go to the first picture, the slide. Looks like this. And how about Ace? Why don't you send me up somebody? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bree, come here. I'm gonna set this here. And we're going to hold us up. Everybody say, what's up, Bria? What's up, Bria? All right. And I need a microphone. Handheld. Can I use this one right here? Yellow. That works. All right. Um, let's do this. All right. What's up, girl? Hi, Sir John. How you doing? <laughs> she just called me Sir John. Did you call me Sir John to you or Sir John? No, Sir John. Sir John. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Like I uh, am some kind of a knight or something like that. That's yeah. cool. You like that? I have no idea why your group just started calling me that all day today, but why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Bria. Yeah, where do you go to school? 
Bryn Mawr. Bryn Mawr, that's right. And where do you live? In Maryland. In, Mar <laughs> in Maryland, like uh, not where you're from. Okay, look at this right here. Okay. I need you to, it's going to be on the screen. Go to the next slide. Uh, the first slide with this image. Yes, right there. This is exactly what she's staring at. So I need you in your best capable way, tell me what this is. You can touch it. You can feel it. You can play with it. You can move it around. You can, can yep. How about I do this? And you <laughs> tell me, tell me what you're, tell me what you see, what you're feeling. It looks like something an old person would use to like clean stuff. <laughs> uh, or no, wait, let me take that back. Like an old person speaker. An uh, old person speaker? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, and it's uh, I don't know what this does, like a fidget toy or something. A fidget toy. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So here's what she has just said. First off, she just said it looks like something that an old person would use. Then she said, then she said an old person would use like a microphone. Yeah. And then she feels like maybe this this thing that flips out on the side is like a, a fidget toy. <laughs> a fidget toy. Okay. All right. So fold this out. Okay. What happens to these these things right here? Do they move and swivel out these jokers right here? I'm not sure. Oh, look oh. at that. Oh. Does it does it spin a little bit? Uh, what do you mean spin? Oh, oh, I oh. see. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Spins. Oh, and this one too? Uh, yeah. Oh. That's nice. Like Okay. <laughs> Keep working it. Uh No, nope, go back up. Oh. There you go. Spin that one up. This one? Oh. Yep. Uh? No. Nope. Oh. Back in. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Oh. I know you got another one. Okay. Okay. Like that? Nope. No. I got it. All right. So now look at the screen behind you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, does does anything else give you any more clues as to what this might be based on what you're looking at? Like, what is that? When you turn it upside down, what? <laughs> What this is? I don't know what this is. It looks like the thing, like in the shower, like a little drainer thing. Like, okay, she just gave us another clue. <laughs> it's maybe something in the shower, like a drain or something. What? All right. If I gave you this as a Christmas gift, all right. <laughs> what? What would you do with this? Return it. <laughs> you would return it. Yes. Okay. Um. What do you think that does? Mm, I don't know. Maybe you plug something in there. Oh, maybe we plug something in. All right, go to the, go to the slide where you turn it upside down. All right. So she's looking at that. What do you think those threads? Could there? You think you think you would plug something in there? Maybe. Maybe. All right. How about we give it up for him? <laughs> All right. Now. Some of you, some of you have, have experience and you feel like you know what this is. I've seen hands raised. I think I've heard a couple things. Somebody maybe said it. What do you think this is? It's a what? It's a what? Portable stove. Okay. So... How would I, how would I make this? 
Oh, in the bottom part. So I got to have something else to go in here, right? Oh, you mean something, something like this? Ah, something like this, okay, that I would maybe screw in. That's what those threads were at the bottom, all right, that you plug something in too, all right? So I'm going to plug this in, right? And then you think that it's some sort of stove. It's what? It's flammable. A burner? That, that what would it, what would I use it for? That maybe I would put something on this? And it could be used for what? But how does that work? I mean, where does it? Twist the, oh, the fidget spinner knob. I twist the fidget spinner knob. And then, oh. What? What? And then maybe I set this up there like that. All right. <clears throat> Let me say this to you. The search for the purpose of life has puzzled people since the beginning of time. And oftentimes, we find ourselves trying to figure out who we are, what we are supposed to do, and generally, we start by asking the wrong person. We start by looking in the mirror, asking what am I supposed to do? What, what are my ambitions? What am I going to do with my life? What are my goals? What are my dreams for my future? And you try to figure out you by yourself or listening to the people to the right and the left of you and finding our purpose for our lives by only looking in the mirror and, and doing it on our own will, at the end of the day, it's always going to lead to frustration. Let me tell you about the, the context behind what we just read from the book of Acts, chapter 17. And this is boiling and getting real hot, so we're going to turn that off. A guy by the name of Paul persecuted Christians, hated them. Christians were like an offense to his way of life. People who said, Jesus is the only way. Who are you? You don't even know what you're talking about. You're a threat to me, and I'm going to do everything I can to annihilate you people. Very bold, very, very brass personality. He was actually on his way to capture a bunch of Christians in a place called Damascus, and he was on his way there when he has an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. He's blinded from this encounter. He ends up going and staying with somebody for a couple days. Then his eyesight comes back. He surrenders his life 
to Jesus Christ because of everything that had happened to him. This, he had an encounter with, everybody say, truth. Truth. And, and let me just say something to you. Truth fears no questions. Truth fears no questions. And, and so he has this encounter with this. He is radically transformed because truth has impacted his life. He's embraced it, submitted to it because it was right and truthful. So then he is in Athens in Acts chapter 17, the preceding verses up to verse 24. He's walking around and he sees all of these people so confused and so mixed up because they're trying to figure out their purpose and what they're here for, what they're created for. And he sees all of these idols. He sees all these people worshiping all of these random things. And he even sees an altar to an unknown God. Like you people are so religious. You have done so many things trying to figure out who you are supposed to worship. You have even created an altar to an unknown God just so you don't leave him out. Like, wow, you people are very, very religious. And then he says, I want to tell you about that unknown God that you have an, an, an idol to. There's not much difference from that than today. People are worshiping themselves. They look in the mirror and they go, I don't like me. I want to change me. I don't like you. I want to change you. I'm going to worship this. I'm going to worship that. I'm going to worship music. I'm going to worship sports. I'm going to worship this. I'm going to worship popularity. I'm going to worship being cool. I'm going to worship this. I'm gonna, and, and everybody's trying to figure this out. And I bet you, if I just spent some one-on-one, -on -one, maybe sauce on chips time with each of you individually, I would hear much of the same thing that the Apostle Paul found as he walked through this place called Athens. Like, oh, you're still trying to figure this out. Like you're still trying to. And he says, listen, let me tell you something specific about what I have found in the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Did you notice how the text opened up? It says, look at the, look at the context of the text. Uh, go, to, go to the next slide here. It says in verse 24, the God, everybody say the God. <laughs> notice that Paul didn't come out of the gate with a God. He came out of the gate with the God who made the world. Last night we talked about your thumbprint. It's uniquely different. God designed you and he created you in his image. Tonight, that the, the God who made the world, all people. We're not just created for purpose. We're created for community. We need other people. The world and everything in it, being the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Like, listen, you can't create some idol and, and set it up and go, okay, that is going to give me life. This is going to just because you think it might work. Paul's like, listen, that does not work. You cannot do that. It's like this. All of a sudden, before I learned of, of this, that, that oh, oh I, want, I want this to be a knight. I think that's what that little titanium blade is, that I can use that to, to cut cheese and put it on my sandwich. Or, no, 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 no. I, I think if I spin this fast enough, it could blend up and I could use it as like a juicer maybe. Um, or when I, when I realized that, oh, wait a minute, there's, oh, I can use that as like a heat source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe if I, 
figure out another way to put a globe on top of this that maybe it could be a light for me. You see, this doesn't get to choose what it's supposed to be used for. <laughs> My girl said, what would, you do? what would I do if I give this to you? She said, I would return it. Like, I'm not, well, I don't even know what that is. What is that for? Why would I use that? It looks like something an old person would have used as a microphone, all right? Trying to, that was perfect. You, you, I mean, you did that amazingly. You, you get the analogy here. Can you see the comparison by what people do and how we try to figure things out? And then you realize that, oh, wait a minute, I didn't pull something out of the package. There is, and go to the next slide. There's an instruction manual. Wait a minute, hold up. And I find out that this is MSR Pocket Rocket Deluxe Stove. Oh, it's a stove. And, and if I put, now what do you notice about the picture right here? You got, you got this. What do you notice that the instruction manual is still inside of? It's still inside the saran wrap. Do you know how many people in life I realize and when I have conversations with them and I say, tell me about your life and tell me what you're struggling with and tell me what you're going through and they start rattling stuff off and they tell me about maybe something bad that happened, maybe it was a parent's divorce, maybe it was something bad that happened to them and they had nothing to do with it. But it was because of somebody else's dumb choices that now their life is jacked up because of what they chose to do, some evil that was inflicted upon them and now they're all messed up. And I'm like, all right, so what does that mean? Well, it means, that, um, it means that I can't. It means that I'm never going to. And I say, okay, well, who told you that? Who told you that? Well, I feel like this is what my life is supposed to be. Who told you that? You told yourself that. You see, here's what I know about human nature. We have an intrinsic need to be right. And we will wear labels. We will put, we will put things on that God never intended for you to wear or carry or be, and you will let something like that define you versus what God says about you. And oftentimes, when I'm talking to teenagers and I'm having just one-on-one -on -one conversations, I'll say, hey, can I ask you one question? Absolutely. Have you ever wondered what God thinks about that? I don't, I mean, uh, maybe. I just had this conversation with a dude the other day. He came into church. He was wanting to hang out, and I see him kind of hovering around. He's hanging out in the back, and he says, hey, you don't know me. You know my aunt. My aunt's here. Or her dad died, and, and you did the funeral and all this kind of stuff, and I, wanna, I just want if you could give me some advice, and he starts rattling off all this stuff in his life, and it's just all jacked up, and he's got some drug stuff, and he just got his girlfriend pregnant, and he's just this, 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 and he's like, man, I just don't know what to do, and I just feel like this is my life, and I said, hey, let me ask you one question. Have you ever wondered what God thinks about and he's like, I, um, maybe. And in my mind, I'm like, you've pursued every other possible option of trying to figure this out versus what God has told you in his instruction manual for your life. I meet teenagers who can read volumes of Harry Potter. Volumes. Who can read I mean, book after book after book after book after book of all kinds of stuff, but yet we won't open God's instruction manual, his love letter to us, and find out what he has to say about our lives. 
and how we are to live and breathe and the purpose that we might have for this life. You see, when you open the instruction manual, you realize that, oh, wait a minute, this is useful. This has a purpose. I mean, I can boil water in less than a minute. Less than 60 seconds, I'm boiling water. That's crazy useful. If I'm somewhere where I don't have a stove, if I need to purify water, if I need to cook, if I need to, wow, all of a sudden, some information has radically transformed the usefulness of something that somebody else would have returned or tried to speak into it because he thought it was a microphone. Like, wait a minute. There's a, that's a specific, you have to go to the creator or the instruction manual to find out its purpose, its usefulness. And then all of a sudden, everything changes. It becomes, inc- I mean, incredibly valuable for, for what it is that we are trying to do. But see, when you turn to ourselves, when you turn to yourself and you look in the mirror and you listen to your friends and you look at the world trying to figure out our lives, it is going to lead to a dead end. It's going to lead to nothing but frustration. Let me show you a passage of scripture in Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8 that really walk us through this. Listen to this. For those who live according to the flesh, trying to figure life out on your own, looking in the mirror, and doing what your flesh wants. If it feels good, do it. I get why sin is so fun, because it's very pleasurable, but it's only fun for a season. Living according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. Verse 6, for to set the mind... For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But look, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Everybody say life and peace. You see, all you have to do, students, listen, is find the people in life that you think have arrived. I can take you to any one of those. Um, Go to like music singers who think that life would be so much better if they could get the top charts, if they could cut that right album, if they could be so popular, if they could be on a world tour and do this and do that and do this. And then when they've arrived and they've gotten it all, they've gotten all the relationships, they've gotten all the money, they've gotten all the bling, they've gotten all the things that they tried to feel and stuff and and make life so much better. Listen to what they say after they've been there for a while. Anybody, you can, you can listen to what they say. Go to the uh, greatest quarterback on the planet, right? Arguably, probably Tom Brady, okay? And you got a lot of feeling about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's on a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. I mean, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, MVP, all this kind of stuff, right? And yet in an interview, in an interview, you can Google this. Look up interview with Tom Brady and, and type in the word, is this all there is? And it's going to pop right up. Because the interviewer says, hey, Tom Brady, are you fulfilled, man? Have you, do you feel like you've reached it? And he goes, you know what? I've often thought about that. I've got all these rings. I've got all this success. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got everything I've ever wanted. And there's often times I sit and I think, is this all there is? Because apart from him finding the creator in the instruction manual, he's going to be empty. Look at the text. Look at what God's word says. It's a dead end. But to those 
Verse six, but to those who set their mind on the spirit, they, it, there's life and peace within that. How many singers commit suicide because they've gotten it, had it, and, and they're just like, this is empty. I, there's nothing left. I've tried it all, and I'm still empty. Because they haven't connected with the creator and his instruction manual for their life. The Bible, students, is not a self-help book. I don't come to the Bible and go, okay, I feel like God wants me to be, and can you help me be this? That's not what the Bible is. The Bible is God's instruction manual for your life. We don't come to God and go, hey, can you help me get better grades? Hey, can you help me do this? I want you, I just, I just want a little bit of you. I don't want to get crazy. I don't want to be radical. I don't want to be labeled. That's not how this was intended to be. There is a purpose for your life. And that purpose was put in community with other people. You need other people to help you in this life. But the instruction manual helps us capture this and understand this concept. Somebody who's figured it out, um, go to the next slide. Uh, yeah, we'll stop here for a second. In him we live and move and we have our being. This is what Paul was trying to tell all those people who were in search of life and purpose and meaning. He says, listen, I was searching. I thought I had found it, but man, I had an encounter with truth that radically transformed my life. I cannot deny what has happened to me. And he lays out before them the truth of who Jesus Christ is and what Christ has done in his life. And not just in his life, but people around him. And then he says, in him we live and move and have our being. Somebody who's figured this out, go to the next slide. Who are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about Steph Curry. Any Golden State Warrior fans in the house? All right. All right, yep. Title, MVP, four-time. How many of you know that in the eighth grade, Steph Curry sitting in church listening to a pastor teach truth realized that he needed a savior. He did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And he had a con confrontation with truth in the eighth grade. He says, I walked down and spoke to the pastor and I surrendered my life to Jesus because I realized that Romans chapter 10 verse nine says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, I'll be saved. Verse 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And Steph Curry, in the eighth grade, gave his life to Jesus Christ. It was then he said that I began to walk in what I felt like my purpose was, which was not to play basketball. My purpose was not to be a good student. My purpose was not to do these things. My purpose was to glorify God with my life. That's what he created me to be. What I like to do is play basketball. And God allowed me in his grace to play basketball. Now, we would look at Steph Curry today and go, bro, you got some natural talent, but you've also put a, an incredible 
amount of work into glorifying God with your life when you do all that you do. Drafted in the seventh round pick in 2008, I believe. 07, that's when he was drafted in the seventh round to Golden State. It was not first round, it was definitely seventh round. I just watched it today. There's only what? Seventh overall pick. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, I think it was sometime in 2011 when he has this major injury. And he's down, he's struggling. He's, he's just feeling low, like, what am I supposed to do now? And his mom comes to him and says, hey, listen, I want to ask you something. What will you do? Where will you go with God's instruction manual to help guide you in your process of getting through this? And he just said, he said, I just begin to ponder that. But he still had his, his faith, his, his focus on God. Uh, I watched an interview with him on Facebook Watch. Uh, he's sitting in this golf cart. The interviewer says, hey, I noticed something about your Twitter, your Twitter, uh, you know, who you are on Twitter. And you, he says, you mentioned, this what he says. He goes, you mentioned the word believer first, and then you say husband, father, and it's like basketball is like last. Why did you put it like that? Curry sitting in the, in the golf cart. He goes, well, listen, and he holds his hand out like this. He says, I need you to understand something. The word believer is there. Go to the next slide. Look at this quote. I put believer first because that is supposed to be the root of everything that I do as a believer, as a husband, as a father, and on down from there. Who I am, first and foremost, my purpose is I am a believer in Jesus Christ. Then he makes this statement. Faith to me is believing the unseen and having a conviction that there is a higher power that has, been, that has given me purpose to what I am doing on this earth. For me, that is the foundation of how I live my life and how I want to see the world through that lens. He's figured out who he is supposed to be and his purpose is not to be a basketball player. His purpose is to glorify God with his life. He just gets to play basketball as he does that. Remember that moment where I told you his mom told him to sit down and think about, and he was just having this funky, funk, funk moment sitting in the locker room. He said, I was staring into my locker. I grabbed my Bible. I started flipping through the pages of Scripture, and Philippians 4.13 jumped out at me. I can do all things through Christ, who gives me strength. He said, I grabbed a Sharpie and wrote it on my shoes. He said, I've been writing that on my shoes ever since. Sponsors now kind of jacked that up a little bit. But this is who he has chosen to identify himself with because he's realized his intended purpose and who he is supposed to be in life. Let me ask you, who are you? Are you still trying to figure it out? Are you listening to the world? Are you listening to what the world says? Have you questioned your purpose in life? Are you trying to change? Are you trying to 
pursue something that you think it's becoming an idol? Again, if I was having salsa and chips with you and I was just having a, just a conversation, I wonder how long I would have to listen to your story to find out that, to, to get to that moment where I would say, hey, let me ask you something. Have you ever wondered what God thinks about that? Students, one of the things that we know without a doubt that God has brought you to RVR for is for you to have a serious conversation with the Almighty. He loves you. The Bible says that he has the hairs on your head counted. He knows everything about you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He created you for purpose. You have amazing value to him. He's your creator. He has an amazing thing that he wants to do in your life. And I wonder if I put that slide back up of, of just that creator hands look for you tonight, if what it looks like for you to, to say, God, I, I, I need you. I need your help. I need you to help me with the purpose for my life, for the community that you've put me in, for the community that I've chosen to put myself with. Truth be told, some of you need to hit delete on that because that's not helping you step forward into your purpose. The instruction man you're listening to is what they say, as opposed to what God has clearly communicated to you in his word. Tonight, whenever you guys get back and, and you begin to do some small group time with your counselors tonight, I want to strongly encourage you guys tonight to just dial out you, dial out the stuff, dial out the noise, listen to the questions, listen to the heart of these counselors who have surrendered their summer to come serve you, to come help guide you, to come sit and listen to you, to learn your stories, and ultimately to point you to the truth that they have found in God's word, just like Paul, who walked into Athens and said, I see you're worshiping something that says to an unknown God. I want to help you with that. They want to help you with that tonight. My heart and prayer for you tonight is that you guys will listen, that you might in some way, shape, or form pull back the layers and, and allow the Holy Spirit of God to come in and, and begin to massage and help you understand truth about the community you're in and the purpose for your life. Let me pray for you. God, thank you again for your word. Thank you for the simplicity of it. Father, I pray for these students tonight. God, I thank you for your word. I'm, I'm so reminded that your word is so offensive at times. When we just read it, God, it just gets all up in our business. Your word, it, it, it's real. It's, it's hard. It's, it's a sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts. I don't have to be offensive. Your word, it, it, truth is, it, it is. And it desires to to tweak, to change, to set us on a right path. And so, Father, I pray that your, your power would be unleashed in this camp tonight as we just open your word and say yes to you and listen to what you would say to us through it. Guide us. Father, give us a spirit of openness and honesty tonight to just be real, share, and to see you and the purpose you have for our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. 
Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.